Welcome to Team Building Cultures, the podcast designed to deliver tools and tips for improving team communication, collaboration, and fostering a culture where teams thrive. Now, here's your host, Beverly Hathorne, owner of Strategic HR Consultants. Hello, all, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Team Building Cultures. I am Beverly Hathorne, your host and owner of Strategic HR Consultants. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Lori Duguay. Lori is founder and CEO of People Powered Solutions. She helps organizations with a growth mindset to ignite organizational transformation by helping them assess and optimize the existing employee journey. She helps them create a workplace culture where positivity and productivity thrive. So Lori is like tailor-made for this show. And I'm so happy to talk to her today. She's going to talk to us about the 10 employee needs that lead to workplace happiness. So Lori, thank you so much for your time today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And just tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, company and what you do. Okay, well, thanks for having me first and foremost. Uh, so People Powered Solutions is really, uh, our mission is to transform as many workplace cultures as possible. Uh, you know, to work with companies at not only assessing their current state and figuring out, you know, where there might be room for improvement, but also helping them devise the plan to initiate and implement that actual uh, culture optimization project. So, um, we essentially have built our entire methodology around the the, the, the same um, approach that I describe in my book, The Happiness Factor, which essentially is um, axed on 10 employee needs that need to be met in order for your team to feel happy and fulfilled at work. It's really not as convoluted as many of those uh, different theories might make it out to be. It is about meeting needs and those 10 needs, once you understand what they are, then it's just a question of reassessing your current state, reassessing your current work environment to see whether or not you are in fact providing for those needs. Yeah, and I would think, you know, that um, while uh, some organizations might kind of shy away from such transformation, just the word transformation to some means a big hoop to do, big giant thing that we've got to, you know, revamp all our processes and money involved and, you know, training, but often, um, you know, it may not be as, you know, convoluted um, as, as they may think. And so tell us, uh, give us just some tips uh, on some of the 10 that we need to be looking at in order to transform our workplace. Absolutely. And, and you're 100% right that many are intimidated by words such as transformation and think that it's going to be extremely costly or extremely time consuming to implement such, you know, kind of create such a, a workplace environment. But at the end of the day, they're probably already doing a lot of things right that only require minor tweaks. To the point of money, uh, you don't necessarily have to bring in an entire firm to help you overhaul and support that implementation. You probably have some very quick fixes that can be those low-hanging fruits, as we say, uh, that can be implemented today. For example, one of the needs employees have is clarity. They need to understand their role. They need to understand the responsibilities, the expectations of the organization, as well as what they can expect um, from that organization. So both two-way street there. Um, to be able to do that, you're probably already, once uh, someone has accepted an offer, 
um, you're probably already communicating with them in order to get them ready to start the job. However, that communication might actually look like with something along the lines of thanks for accepting the offer. Here's where to show up on the first day and who to report to. That's it. We all understand those first day jitters and how much angst can be kind of um, festering uh, in a new candidate's or, or new employee's um, head leading up to that first actual day. So in order to provide for that need for clarity, think about what kind of information could we send ahead of time without mandating them to actually read it end to end if that's not what they want, but at least they have the option. So is there an FAQ for new hires? What are some of the questions we frequently get? Is there... Um, a series of emails we can put into place, for example, where three weeks prior, the minute they accept the offer, we say, thanks for accepting. We're so excited to have you on a team. What are three things you'd like your teammates to know about you? Because we want to announce you. We want you to, uh, we want um, our team to know that you are coming and be able to be prepared to welcome you on your first day. So what is, what's our handbook? What is some of the information about our company? Where can you find more information if you're someone who requires more information, who really wants to be fully equipped? So how much information can you send ahead of time in order to prepare them for that first day? You're probably already sending information. It's just a question of revising to see where might we be able to increase the level of information and preempt some of those questions in order to minimize those first day jitters. That's like a really easy implement, no cost, not even a low cost. It's no cost um, fix to improve the amount of not only clarity you're providing, which is one of those, those key employee needs, communication, you're starting to showcase the level of communication they can expect internally once they start to work there because you are keeping the, the channels open. It's a two-way street. And you're also, which is communication is another need, by the way. And that third part is you're helping them already feel seen, heard, and valued because you're wanting to announce them to their team members. You're taking the time to send them these messages, this additional information. One of those kind of quick wins I always recommend is a quick email from the hiring manager or the direct supervisor the Friday prior to their start date or whatever their start date, you know, a few days before to say, we're so excited, excited to have you on board. Do you, if you have any looming questions, please send them our way. We want to make sure we set you up for success on day one. There you go. Something silly, but already they're like, wow, the leader took a, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. out of their busy day to actually reach out to me and welcome me. This looks like this really exciting place. But I do want to add the caveat that this is one example of something really low to no cost to implement. But the piece that a lot of organizations miss is they'll implement this, but then they won't work on that, that employee journey of once they start on day one, what does that look like? Once they're fully trained, what are we doing to continue to provide for those needs? Once they're, you know, they're, they're starting to check out, which we all know that one in four of your current employees are eyeballing that exit door. So once they've already started to check out, how do you go about bringing them back in? And in my book, I talk about an allusion to, uh, I make an analogy with when you were a teenager and, you know, you would, you had a boyfriend and maybe you had started to see all the things you've already decided that you weren't really interested anymore and you all you could see were the flaws well that's where that checked out employee is as well they're suddenly only seeing all that is wrong with your organization and its culture so how do you help them uh kind of check back in and how do you create the work environment that will facilitate and enable that to actually happen Wonderful information. Very, very insightful, Lori. And I'm in complete alignment with you on 
everything you said. I'm right there with you. And, you know, I really like the part about um, the communication and the onboarding. You know, what's your onboarding like when um, when you have new employees? Let's establish um, that foundation from the very beginning. So, you know, those are those are all really great tips. And clarity is so important. You know, sometimes employees think that um, the job that they're doing, they're doing a great job at it. They're doing really well at it. And they just might be, it's just not the job that we wanted you to do. Or, you know, we might be on totally different pages, you know? Uh, so yeah, you know, let's yeah. get some clarity. What exactly is my job? What are my expectations? What does success look like for me? You know, and, you know, let's just be clear on that from the beginning. So from that, beginning, you know, and yeah. Well, right. I, I need to, sorry for, for jumping in here, but a lot of organizations will spend a lot of time in that assessing and revamping the initial kind of onboarding orientation, but then it's done. How are you continuing mm -hmm. to provide that clarity? How mm -hmm. are you using the performance um, development exercise, for example, which in my mind is a cornerstone exercise when it comes to tending and measuring your employee engagement, your employee satisfaction. How are you using that to continue to clarify, to continue to, to provide that clarity and to check and measure whether or not they're actually clear on what's expected of them and right. have those conversations where another a flip side of that is that I'm sure you've seen it with your clients as well. They'll try and prescribe the expectations without having that conversation. They'll make assumptions that, oh, this must be what they expect from me. So I'm, I'm just going to do it this way. And this is what we're going to tell them they need to do. But in fact, I know that you're also an everything disc uh, person. So we know that not all people want the same thing. So take the time to check in with them. Take the time to ask them what their expectations of you as a leader, of you as a manager, as well as you as an organization are. And then on the flip side of that, you be very clear on what they are from that employee and what they can expect of you and how you can show up for them. And so, Lori, these are all wonderful points. And I'd like to kind of expound just a little bit um, on the email series that you mentioned, especially getting something from uh, one of the leaders, uh, maybe a step level or two above uh, the, the current leader to say, you know, welcome to the team and all of that. You know, so, you know, how does something like that go? And, um, you know, what do you suggest is contained in that email? Okay, I think there's two emails. If we're talking about from leaders, whoever is going to be that that person is going to be directly reporting to, uh, could be sending an email the a couple of days prior to their start date to say, "Hey, we're so happy to get you on our team, to have you on our team. We look forward to meeting you in person on this day at this time. Here's where you can report, and then try and maybe address any kind of." questions they may have about which door to use, whether or not they need security, what they need to bring, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that from the direct kind of supervisor hire. But I love what you kind of alluded to is, you know, a day or two into their job, receiving an email from a higher level, a senior leader within the organization saying, hey, I heard you joined our team. We're so excited to have you on board. Uh, you know, feel free to, we do have an open door policy. Feel free to uh, come in and chat whenever you you feel the need to or whatever they want to say in there. If it's a larger scale organization, and honestly, it's not operationally feasible for them to make themselves available for every new hire, which could be understandable in an organization, for example, where there might be 30 new people starting on a daily basis. 
then that's fine. Just that touch point, just to say, hey, we see you. We've heard you're here. We're happy to have you on board. And maybe even reiterate the vision of the organization to get them kind of uh, tuned into that that broader purpose, that bigger picture, which again is another one of those needs, right? People need to feel they have a purpose and impact in their daily work. So it's an opportunity for that leader to convey part of that purpose and impact. So now I feel seen, I feel valued, I feel welcome. Oh, this is great. Okay, so we've gotten two tips that we can implement immediately, two actionable items we can get moving on is to improve our clarity and improve our communication. What else do can you give us, you know, uh, briefly to, um, you know, help us to improve that workplace culture? I think to improve that workplace culture, again, it's about, I in the book, we propose the 3M approach which essentially is, you know, uh, measure, map, and mobilize. What that means is measure is how are you gathering uh, the pulse of the organization? How are you asking employees how they're currently experiencing uh, employment with your company? How are you checking in with them? So are you conducting employee engagement surveys? Are you conducting what I refer to as state interviews? So those who have been around for a longer time, uh, a longer tenure, what's making them stick around? In order for you to identify A, what you're doing really well, and B, they tend to also impart, they're, they're more confident, they're more comfortable, and they'll be more authentic in terms of where there might be opportunities for improvement. So are you conducting those state interviews? Are you conducting exit interviews to, again, gather some of that gold uh, where people are a lot more honest as they're leaving the organization in terms of what the company could have done differently to get them to stay. And believe it or not, folks, it is not about the money. More often than not, it has to do with work-life balance. It has to do with those 10 needs or a few of those 10 needs not being met consistently, which has motivated them to start to check out, motivated them to look elsewhere. The exit interviews, a uh, recommendation I always make to clients is make sure that you are providing op uh, options, like multiple options for completing that exercise. So you're you're giving them the option of having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone within the organization. You're also sending out a survey where they can provide their feedback once they've had time to crystallize and digest their, their, their employee journey with your company. You're giving them different options to speak to the different styles of personality again, and to ensure that you're able to get some really authentic and value added feedback that you can then start to integrate into your, your bigger um, strategy. Now, when I say that, so that's your measure. How are you measuring? Are you doing employee engagement surveys? Are you during the performance development process checking in on these different needs? Is that process built in a way that allows you to assess and measure those needs and how you're, you're providing for them, right? So measure, measure, measure. Then the second M is map. Now we know we've got all this data. We've heard of all these trends. We've done a bit of compiling, analyzing. We know which needs we need to be focusing more on. Now let's think about that entire employee journey from the moment we're pitching ourselves to prospective employees all the way through to their exit. So you map out that journey. And the key touch points that I reference typically with clients is, you know, that prospect, how are you attracting that prospect? What are some of the procedures and exercises that you're conducting in order to attract them? The interview, the marketing, how are you doing this? How are you conveying the needs at that point? Then once they've accepted an offer, that onboarding we alluded to earlier in the interview, 
How are you providing for all those needs during that very important exercise as that period, as you're bringing them in and they're starting to integrate into this culture, into your, into your organization, into their team, how are you providing for those 10 needs? They also need that training and development piece. Is it a half day orientation or is it a 120 day supported, structured, formal onboarding orientation? That's what's going to be the game changer, right? Providing them for those needs throughout that entire um, period. Once they're fully trained, fully trained, what are you doing then to continue to provide for those needs? Once they, they've started to check out, where are you starting to focus your energy in terms of assessing and, and figuring out how we can bring them back? And then upon exit. So mapping out that entire journey, looking at how we're currently doing things, what are some of the processes associated? Are they actually enabling or, or preventing from providing those needs? And then what can we do differently in order to uh, make sure that we're, we're providing those needs? So the mobilized piece is about identifying those low-hanging fruit, those quick wins, those medium and those longer-term solutions that will allow you to uh, essentially transform your workplace culture into one where productivity and positivity thrive. We offer, for example, a three-day um, workplace culture transformation where we'll sit with leaders and their, their HR team, whoever the organization has decided needs to have a say in this, we'll do exactly that. We'll start by educating them on the needs, then we'll spend time mapping out their current state, and finally, we're going to collectively brainstorm and build this really robust, comprehensive, as granular as we need to set up emails uh, this series of emails that's going to say this, that, and the other thing, uh, action plan, this culture transformation action plan, which upon the end of day three, they're walking away with, and then they they have implementable to-dos, laundry list, and they can divide and conquer and start to essentially transform. I love it. It's perfect. Just sign me up. So <laughs> I'm ready to go. So, you know, I really like, um, you know, your 3M approach measure. We all know what gets measured gets managed. That's, you know, hands down. We all know that. And then to map it all out, take that data that you got, you know, and, and make a plan, you know, use that data, that, that uh, very valuable data that you just received, you know, and, and, and build your plan and then mobilize, put it into action. Let's get busy with this stuff. And the way you've brought it to us, it does in fact, uh, you've given us, again, actionable items that we can use right now, not really big changes, not big stuff to do, not difficult stuff to do. And folks, if you need help, Lori's here to help you with that. So tell us a little bit, Lori, about your book, The Happiness Factor. Tell us a little bit about that and where we can find it, what's in it. The Happiness Factor is, um, it really, it's it's a book that highlights those 10 needs and as we're exploring the 10 needs, we're providing strategies, uh, tips, ideas of where throughout that employee journey we alluded to, you can be providing for those specific, that specific need. And then we highlight that 3M approach. And what's kind of cool is we've worked in an action plan at the end of each chapter. So once you've read, for example, all about the importance of relationships at work and then how to measure relationships and the degree to which you're facilitating and nurturing relationships between colleagues, 
um, throughout the employee journey. At the end of that chapter, there's an action plan where you will complete, for those who uh, can see here, you will complete mm -hmm. uh, the happiness factor action plan where you can complete uh, three things that you want to act put into action the minute you're done reading that book, or maybe you're you're doing this as you go and you're implementing those three things and then moving on to the next chapter. There, It is available on Amazon as well as on, um, I believe it is on Barnes and Noble in electronic format. I'm having some, my, my publisher's having formatting issues uh, in getting the print version, but uh, you know, it is available on Amazon, on all Amazons within Canada, US, as well as globally. Okay, wonderful. Sounds like a great book. And you did mention relationships. And that's another thing that we all know is really important to establish and to, and to manage and to build, um, you know, those relationships, both uh, with peers, your next level, you know, so um, even even relationships with other departments and other, you know, parts of the organization that might work directly with you. It's really important to build those. So this has been a really wonderful conversation, Lori. Uh, you know, the information you've given us today to just, you know, just a few things that we can use to get started right now, you know, improve your clarity, look at your communication. You know, what are you doing with, are you measuring your employee satisfaction and, you know, your employee journey? And if so, what are you doing? with that information, you know, and then how are you putting that into action? So the, just really quick, simple fixes that we can, that we can use. So for my listeners who are going to want to speak further with you, how can they get in touch with you? Okay. I was actually about to say also, if they want to get started, even before ordering the book, we are on um, the verge of launching. And I'm sure by the time this episode airs, we will have launched. It should be launched by the end of this week. An amazing um, free offering right off our website at www.bepeoplepowered.com. So bepeoplepowered.com, where you're going to be able to complete an assessment and it's, it's your happiness factor um, culture check. So at the end of that assessment, we have devised a very comprehensive results page for each person that's customized to your answers and will tell you on a scale of, if you look on the top of the book here, we've got kind of that, that scale. It'll show you which needs based on your answers are currently being met and you're doing a great job at, all the way to which are costing you money because you're likely not providing them to the degree that the employees need. So it would give you right away an, some insight and a picture of where you need to focus your energy and resources. So certainly encourage people to check out the website to complete that survey. Then they also have the option to connect with us and book a free discovery call where we'll just, you know, have a very quick conversation about how we could perhaps support their culture transformation. We can also, there's the People Powered Podcast if they want to listen in on uh, a few episodes about all things workplace culture and leadership development, as well as connect with me on LinkedIn, where I'm always more than happy to grow my network and continue. We tend to share content pretty much on the daily. So perfect. So you've got a survey or an assessment that we could take. So we don't have to flutter around trying to figure out the whole, we can just zero in on what we need to fix. So mm -hmm. I, 
Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Well, Lori, this has been an awesome conversation, very um, informative and, you know, lots of great tips and, you know, uh, areas that we can start working on right now today, you know, places uh, that we can um, make an impact and make a change and see big results. And and they're not going to be extensive or expensive to uh, implement. Yeah, that's great. I like so, that. No not expensive. You're right. Not extensive, not expensive. So thank you so much, Lori, for your time today. I really appreciate uh, you joining me and uh, I will put all of your information in uh, our marketing materials where we can buy the book, um, the happiness factor um, assessment and your website and your LinkedIn information. That'll all be there for my uh, audience to see. And so once again, thank you so much. And thank you um, to my listeners for tuning in to another episode of Team Building Cultures. Please uh, be sure if you'd like to hear more on this topic and other similar topics, please be sure to visit the Strategic HR Consultants YouTube page where you can find all the episodes of Team Building Cultures. I would love it if you would subscribe. That'd be wonderful. Or you can also find us on Spotify and Apple and really anywhere you get your podcast. So thank you so much for your time today, Lori. And um, thank you to my audience for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Team Building Cultures. We hope we have delivered helpful and enlightening information to help you create your dream team. Join us next time.